I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Basketball's back. Will, what's happening with you? Oh, basketball's back. Basketball. Oh, man, I'm so stoked for basketball. It has been a week. Remember a week like this? No. In recent memory. This has been 2020, I think can be said. Just go to hell. How would you describe 2020 in two words? Just two. And if you use I, three, I'm cutting your mic. I, I cannot use the words over the air because we're regulated by the FCC. Well, just use the use replacements. S-show. S-show? Yeah. I mean, just everything. Cliff Robinson just died. Chadwick Boseman just died. Lute Olson just died. Kobe Bryant died this year. The entire world's been shut down. We have racial protests going across. We have the president calling uh, a peaceful protest on the mall in on a, a historic anniversary of uh, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech and his granddaughter giving a speech. He calls them thugs. It, it's an S show. Can I tell you my two words? Sure. Go nuts. I think you know. <laughs> I'll wait for it. Selling Sunset. Oh, <laughs> I did not see that coming. You know, I found uh, another Netflix show. They're trying to redo Selling Sunset in the Hamptons. Ooh, is that it's selling? Like, is that Selling Sunrise? It's not Selling Sunrise. It's like, it's Wouldn't like, that be what it would be? You, know, you would think it's like selling your dream home. And instead sure. of Selling Sunset, which is these uh, these women in these huge fake boobs selling extravagant homes in Southern California. You don't think any of them are real? No, they're not. And they oh. admitted on the show, too. Oh. Every single one of them? There's not a single real boob on the show. Not among the main cast. Okay. You might asking. see like a buyer with some real boobs. I haven't, I have not watched a show, so I'm, I'll leave it up to you. Well, when I first saw it, I questioned it. I go, do you think those are fake? I asked my wife that because I yeah. watched the show with my wife and she goes, well, what do you think? And she's 
excellent at identifying real and fake boobs. Well, yeah, she's a woman. That's what she does. I think that's kind of a thing. I, I feel that like, comes I along like, with the territory. I, I feel like when women look at other women, the first thing they do is go, fake. Yeah. Real. That's Women are just... It's like a Terminator vision thing. It like, like locks in on the chest. It's almost like all they think about is other women's breasts. I, I just don't understand the female of the species, and I probably never will. You can never get this woman to shut up about boobs. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's all she talks about. I've talked to your wife, I don't know, half a dozen times? Yeah. Only about boobs. I, I don't know. know anything about her family. Yeah. I don't know anything about your relationship with her from mm-hmm. her perspective. Yeah. All we talk about, breasts. No, I know. Yep. That's Every it. interaction, and I, I tell her once we get in the car, I go, you know, that embarrasses me that when I introduce you to people I work with or yeah. friends that you do that. And she's like, well, do you think his boobs were real? Yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> you know what? That seems accurate. <laughs> I'll bet. What, what did she say? Well, she asked me. I know. Well, well, and okay. I don't have an answer because you haven't told me yet if well, your boobs you, are and, real. Well, because you don't care. It doesn't obsess every waking moment of your of your. That's existence. right. I, I have a little bit of integrity. What was her comment on my breasts? She's like, yeah, they're real. Nice. And they're right. True. They are right. I'll take that. Not bad. Eh? Pretty happy with that. So Pretty- the show, right? It's the opposite. Okay. It's literally the opposite. It is buying, not, buying Sunrise. Well, no. That would be, that'd be, well, I mean, that'd be the opposite that. of selling. Yeah. Buying. Okay, not quite that opposite. opposite. of Sunset. I maybe overstated it. Would be Sunrise. Right. Or would it be Moonrise? So. Or Moonset. They're in the Hamptons. Buying Moonset. They're in the Hamptons. Okay. Selling these luxury homes. Hamptons opposite of California. I would think like rural Maine opposite of Malibu or but whatever okay so I'll let you continue you gonna let me you gonna let me explain this ah, I don't really care but my computer's a little slow setting up so I'll just work on that you go ahead and jab well, the, the faster about. you let me go we can move on all right what do you want to talk about oh we haven't moved on yet I'll let no, you we go. have it you gotta let me finish this I do I have to selling the Hamptons okay instead of women with massive breasts selling Homes in Southern California. Guys with concave chests. Dude, it is broed out, <laughs> yoked out guys in Hampton uh, that are Northeastern douches selling these insanely nice homes in the Hamptons. And you would have thought I'd like that because yeah. it, it, it's Actually, like. Actually, I would think that you would like that. No, man. You it's love a, the bros. It's intolerable. Really? It is really bad. Hmm. Like everything they do. The best part about selling Sunset is when they would mess up, they would all blame each other and kind of bitch each other out. In this one, they get real, like, bro angry at each other, and then it's maybe, like, a minute later that they, like, hug it out. And I'm like, yeah. Well, can I just see some drama here? Well, listen. Come in here, jerk. We hug it out, bitch. <laughs> we need to hug it out. <laughs> hug it out, bro. Look, Ricky, I know you stole my beachfront property that was three and a half mil. I'll hug this out, bitch. I'm tired of this. Yeah. You're my bro. That's my house. Let's live with it. So that's how we roll after this show. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, just hug it out. Listen, it's not. It's not, not always. Anymore. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we used to. <laughs> every time, every time you'd leave the booth and you'd come in here, we'd, hug and we'd it have out. like a good like yep. thirty second embrace. Yeah, and then we just wouldn't say s after that. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. No. Now you just kind of look in the in the window and kind of breathe heavy. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, 503-250-1080, what are your two words for 2020? Uh, selling Sunset. Somebody suggested Hawking Hamptons as a title for that show, but 
Ooh, be pretty good. Hawk in the Hamptons. Hawk in the Hamptons. I cannot overstate how how douchey these bros are. I'm serious. Like it is fake tan, gelled up hair. Like you know, you know how your hair naturally does like the faux hawk thing. Yeah, well, it, it does the Jimmy Neutron thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The faux hawk. The, yeah, the it is a faux hawk. It didn't do it until I moved to LA, though. That's the thing. Yeah. It, it, it turned a little. My it was hair by, uh, went a little douchey by proxy of living in Los you Angeles. You got like a for contact so tie. I, I will say that I put that. I put that in my stand-up. I'm, I go. I go. I don't mean to, but I've lived in LA so long. I can't help it. My hair naturally does this. But yes, I'm quite aware of how douchey my hair naturally looks. They do it on purpose. Is that what you're saying? They do it was on that purpose. Your, it is gelled the f up, dude. They're so douchey. They 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 do on purpose what your hair does naturally. I you know I don't know how to feel about that. Well, look, man. That's at least fair. you don't have like perma wasp hair like me. Yeah, your hair's terrible. Yeah. yeah, it just like it either looks like. I'm getting up from a hangover, or it looks like I'm trying to sell you real estate. Also, every time I see you, your forehead gets a little bit bigger. Um, just my brains bit. are huge. Well, that works. Just a little—they're massive. Bit your your hair is running away from your face. I have the most beautiful brain ever. Is that what it is? Yes. Uh, and everybody's jealous of it. How long before you look like uh, Suk and Cam? Uh, let's see. How long before I consume 20 pizzas in a sitting oh, and become I, massive? I meant your dome. Oh, my dome. Yeah, bald. Uh, well, wait, I will never look like them. Are there any skinny bald guys around here? Let me tell you something. When I become bald, I will not make the fatal mistake of growing a goatee. Ah. That is a problem. Fair point. So I, I don't know what the hell they're thinking walking around bald with goatees. <laughs> like, do you want to, like, scare everyone? Well, they're also giant people, which you've already mentioned. But, yes. yeah, I think so. Even even not giant, dude, uh, uh, like, American History X has ruined that look for any guy <laughs> ever. Like, all I think of is Edward Norton yeah. with his swastika chest tattoo yeah. causing havoc. I can I'm like, yeah. Curb stomping fools. Yeah, just, yeah. Nah, I don't want that. Yeah, not a great, I can see where you are with that. Um, so who is your bald guy role model? Pa are you going Patrick Stewart? Uh, Patrick Stewart's good because he's thinned his face out enough that he just looks like he he just looks like a smooth looks guy. Stoic. Cause Sir Ben Kingsley does a goatee bald head. Yeah, and I think he does. He pull it off. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No. I just well, all the I tattoos think I, the tattoos don't don't help things. I think for the Edward Norton comparison. Didn't he play Gandhi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I don't think. Uh, that that's allowed anymore. Well, playing Gandhi, it's an English actor. Yeah, you don't think he could do that? Yeah, because he he was uh, he was not his natural skin tone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's not allowed anymore. Do you, do, does that bother you a lot? Um, the the adapting one skin color to the character that yeah, you're playing, like uh, racial misappropriation. Like you have a you have a white guy playing a black guy or a white guy playing an Indian guy. Well, I will. It has certainly. I mean, it shouldn't bother you because you're white, and like <laughs> we have no frame of reference, like to empathize. Well, we can, but you know. Yeah. Well, the argument it, there is no Indian actor that could have played that part. There's no one. The, hmm. the the way the way that I see. So this is the argument that has that gives me the pause is that if they would have taken a little bit more time instead of going. Hey Ben, how's your Indian accent? Right, and then went or went to all of the Indian actors, yeah. and said, "How's your acting?" 
that's where I kind of, it gives me some pause. So you're saying that before they even like started writing a script, they're like, we have to do a movie about Gandhi. Yep. Because why not? Sure. And it's going to be Ben Kingsley. It just hinges on, yeah. can he do an Indian accent? <laughs> Your options are, yeah. find, find English white actor right. that can do the right accent or finding somebody from that country mm. who, well, and if you remember, uh, what do you, what do you know about um, Gandhi? Uh, he was a nonviolent protester who against protested? English rule. Oh, against English rule. So they bring in English actor, darken up his skin, throws on the accent. I Versus, know it's irony, but I don't get it. Yeah. Well, so eh, I, I can see the argument. When was that film? Uh, that film was 1982. I think they were, well, see, now I question like, okay, well, how? I pulled up the pictures of it to look at it to see how I felt about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel great. Yeah. It didn't give you, it, it didn't it, give you any pause. You it, were like, it, it, oh, well. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it didn't make me go, you know, I'm good with it. It, 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 it kind of leaned towards that other argument. You like, like scrolled through and you were yeah. like, you know what? They're not bad. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Change my mind. Yeah. It looks good because it doesn't. Good on it, you, it Ben looks, Kingsley. It looks like an English guy dressed up like Gandhi. Like if if you saw that same picture, mm. but it was at a party, people would be outraged on Twitter right now. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And it's like three hours. It's a really long movie. Yeah. Like really, really long. In fact, I remember we had to watch like part of this movie in class. It's like an hour for just a part. I was like, is this the whole movie? My teacher's like, no, that's just one part. <laughs> just getting warmed up. And I go, ah, damn. Uh, yeah. Well, it says here that the Yorkshire-born actor Kingsley decided to change his original name from Krishna Banji. So maybe, maybe I don't know that much about Ben Kingsley's background, but. Somebody on the. Uh, yeah, they pointed that yeah, out. Text sign, yeah. Yep, they pointed that out. That's I was going to give credit so to So what? It. So then he had, he had maybe. Um, yeah, may, I, maybe some descendants or something. Yeah, maybe we're just overblowing this. Maybe, which is rare. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the, the we don't have facts. Well, but we're using this as an example for the greater conversation, which is somebody's going to change their skin tone. Is there someone with that skin tone that could play the part? Mm. That's eh. so. Who knows? Um, we're down a rabbit hole. How do you want to get out of this thing? Uh, I don't know. Where do you want to I mean, start? There's no other way but the fact that Cliff Robinson's dead, which is pretty well, crappy. Blazers are playing tonight. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, really, do you care? Five I mean, you don't, do you? 503-250-1080. Send us your favorite Cliff Robinson memories. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Robinson was a man about town. There's, I've, I've heard often heard stories of people bumping into him. The first thing that I think of. Uh, when I think of Cliff Robinson, for some reason, is, uh, well, three things. Uncle Cliffy, the headband, and the Dairy Queen glass from my youth. Mm. Loved loved that team. That Blazers team was great to watch. They were fun. Cliff Robinson, obviously, huge personality is part of it. Send us your uh, memories of Cliff Robinson. We'll talk about uh, uh, Cliff a little bit, and we will talk about the Blazers and the bubble reopening. That's where we start the show. We do it next. It's The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. I assume we can still be upset about Fisher Stevens uh, being the Indian guy in Short Circuit 2. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. That's easy. 
long as, long as we can have that. Somebody on the fan text that said, at least it wasn't a 1980s film about MLK Jr. starring Sean Connery. I saw that, and I almost had to look it up to see if that is, in fact, the thing. Because that sounds real enough that I'm like, oh, oh, my gosh, did that really happen? <laughs> Dude, never underestimate how just stupid Hollywood is. Oh, yeah, Hollywood uh, chock full of gaffes. Just absent-minded. Just, just, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Do it. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that uh, this morning it was announced that we lost Cliff Robinson yesterday, the news of Chadwick Boseman, who played in uh, multiple sports roles, including uh, Jackie Robinson, uh, and then Lute Olson. We've had some uh, a little slew of, of deaths lately, um, just kind of another thing that 2020 is throwing at us uh Cliff Robinson, this also happened in 2016 and that's why everybody thought it was so crappy that like a bunch of prominent people died that year 2016 or 17 right where there was like just it seemed like every day a prominent celebrity or musician. sports star musician yeah it was just yeah that was a i think that was a year but um but this year man holy cow um do you have any cliff robinson memories that uh that stand out when you think about yes the shot the Jordan shot. The Jordan the shrug. Oh, the, I, I mean, I, I trying to picture. I was trying to pick Clifford Robinson. No shot. No, <laughs> and it's unfortunate. That, that really is. Uh, I mean, really though, on the national scene, if you're going to ask me from a local perspective, then yeah. yeah, it's the headband, it's the attitude, it's the ability to try to you know bring some personality to that '92 and '93 team that, for the most part, you know, your star player was Clyde Drexler, who. If you've ever heard of an interview with Clyde Drexler, you'll know. Um, and, you know, that's how I'll remember him. And, of course, you know, a lot of younger, maybe some earlier uh, millennials or some Gen Zers will remember him just as somebody who was Uncle Cliffy and was uh, a marijuana advocate, a uh, recreational marijuana advocate, yeah. uh, and also for physical therapy as well. But yep. I will tell you that even trumping that for me is – the shrug. The shrug. Jordan hitting his, like, what? In the face of Cliff Eighth Robinson. Three. And then... Two-time yeah. all-defensive player, uh, Cliff Robinson. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I can't help it. Yeah, ah. and Robinson's look of just, like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, and he really did. He embodied the look of yep. every player in the 1990s, or every player that would have this look in the 1990s when they guarded Michael Jordan, which was just, what the hell, dude? Yeah. I did everything. I did all the things I yes. was supposed to do to stop this guy. Yes. Why? And, and, and that only the second title for the Bulls. So this was before Jordan was well established as the goat, which is a term I hate. Why? And I feel dumb for using it. Goat. It's a goat, bro. Yeah, that's why. Um, he's a goat, bro. Oh. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's unfortunately is not only the legacy of Cliff Robinson, that's the legacy of that Blazers team. Two finals in three years and two yeah. years. Yeah, three years, and um, and yeah, not able, not not being able to win it, but the second one was just running into a unstoppable force and an immovable object, and Jordan and his Bulls. You know, I always hear that uh, with like teams where they say like, oh, you know, they just they ran into, you know, they just they they ran into a team that was it was destiny. It was you know you you could, I can't think of too many situations where that wasn't the case. Like the only one I can think of is like the back-to-back -back Rockets. Yeah, well, they. Where it's like they didn't really run into anything. It was just kind of like, well, Jordan's gone. So I will say that is one of the more disappointing uh, uh, moments of my youth was 
How did they never play? The Rockets never played the Bulls. They went back-to-back -back yeah. championships, and you never got to see the Rockets and the Bulls in a final. That would have been fun. Not that the other championships weren't, but it would have been you know cool to see Jordan and the Bulls against Elijah Wan and the Rockets. It would have been great. Yeah, and it's disappointing. Well, and especially the second time. Yeah, but I've seen Jordan versus Drexler. Part yeah. yeah, but there's plenty of teams one. that were not the but like the Toronto Raptors from last year were not the team of destiny. They ran into a completely decimated Warriors team. Yeah, that's true. And you take the the what was it 2004 Pistons? Not a team of destiny. They beat the mm. Lakers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But the Lakers were kind of a team of destiny. Yeah, the Mavericks beating. But they got Gary Payton, yes. Carl Malone, Shaq, Kobe. The the I will say the Heat's uh, first championship, they were not the team of death. They were not the immovable object. You say the same thing about the Mavericks that beat the Heat. I don't think the Spurs were ever the unbeatable team. They were just the more disciplined team. I won't say I wouldn't say the Spurs championships were buzzsaw worthy. Well, I'm talking about the teams that lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like I think that well, the, the, the Spurs is the Spurs that narrative. Are, but the Spurs Heat Finals, back to back years, those were great, and that wasn't those were not two teams of destiny, and the the Heat were, but they didn't win both championships. Mm. So I will disagree with that. Right. The Warriors, the Warriors, uh, two championships with Durant, you were running into a team that wasn't going to lose. No. I mean, LeBron James just dead tired two years in a row going out to guard. Uh, Durant at like you know 27 feet and he just pulls up that slow motion hey hey LeBron guess who's been sitting on the bench for eight minutes this period oh it's me three splash I'm the best I went to a team that's really good I'm Kevin Durant I gave up uh, KD UT's butt where LeBron at KD LeBron he gonna yam on you Somebody from the better unit, or I'm sorry, the fan text line, 503-250-1080. My cliff memory is a bad one where he drops the pass when he was wide open under the basket against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals at the last moments of the game. He... Win? They go to the 91 Finals. Yep. Lose, yeah. Eh, those great teams. Um, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Do you want to talk more about that uh, Hamptons show? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, definitely. I got that. Uh, in my That's my ace in the back pocket. I definitely do not want to hear more about that. But uh, I did bump into Jen Ellis in the hall. She will be joining us for hour two. I'm sure you two can go on and on about the Hamptons show. I'm sure she's already watched it. Well, not only that, but <clears throat> you promised me, you SOB. Me. That we would get to talk about the unwritten rules of baseball. Oh, we will. We will. Hour two. We'll be ready to go with unwritten rules of baseball. And I want to go off of a conversation next that we were having before the show because, you know, this happened like, um, I think like an hour. Uh, the Cliff yeah. Robinson News, maybe an hour before we were, we were before on. Before the golf show started. Sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, we started to, because I, I think you and I have come to the consensus that Cliff Robinson was this special blend of player where he was good. Yep. Not the best player on the team. Nope. But had a personality that endured yes. and that a lot of fans could point to and say he represented X for this team. Yeah. Uh, another great example, say Rashid Wallace. Well, and, and, and yeah, I think it's a decent example, but he's also a player that, you know, played for quite a few teams. Uh, Clover Robinson was in the league 18 years. Yeah. And she played for a lot of teams after no, for sure. But you always think of them as a blazer. Well, yeah. didn't she start with the, they were still the bullets when they drafted him, weren't, wasn't he? 
I think so. He started in Washington, if I yeah. if, if I recall. But uh, but he he'll always be a Blazer, and he ended up making Portland his home after his playing career. So that that even more endures him, to, uh, you know, makes him an enduring legacy in the city. Well, and that got us to thinking, like, who is the equivalent on other NBA teams? Mm-hmm. And I'd like to know from the text line five zero three two five zero ten eighty. Who are the Cliff Robinsons of other NBA teams? Again, it's a player who was good, not incredibly great but define maybe a cultural or identity aspect of a team say you couldn't do that with like Dirk and the Mavericks yeah too well, good well we used so here's here's a the first one that I came up with was you take the Utah Jazz from mm. the mid 90s went to two NBA finals Carl Malone and John Stockton are out obviously they're the identity of the team who's yeah. that third guy that o- always makes you think of the Utah Jazz and for me it's Jeff Hornacek wiping his cheek to wave to his kids at home. I thought you were going to say Ostertag. <laughs> I hope it's Ostertag. I hope I'm wrong. So if you're from Utah and if that third banana in Utah is Greg Ostertag, where you go, yeah, listen, yeah, Stockton Malone, great. But I think of Ostertag as the true jazz. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or Antoine Carr. <laughs> Dude, I pointed that one out. Antoine, if you are not familiar with Antoine Carr of the mid-90s jazz teams that played the Bulls in the title yeah. and that were just good, um, go look it up because Antoine Carr is the smoothest mf ever. <laughs> he had an incredible goatee, yeah. bald, which, by the way. Bald head goatee. Bald head goatee, but he made it work because he had those shades. Yeah. I so, think that's the only example I can think of. Where you got a bald head, a goatee, and it looks good. Well, yes, but I think different on a black guy because you were saying that Edward I, Norton ruined that look in American History X. I don't think he ruined it for black guys. Oh, so what you're saying that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, the white supremacist in American History right. X. Okay, did not ruin that look for black people. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe you, just, might, you might have a point there. Because I'm, I'm saying if Souk throws on a pair of Antoine Carr shades, yeah. It'll look cool. It'll look cooler. It'll look really cool. It won't look as cool as Antoine Carr. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, man. If I had to wear a bald head with a goatee, like I just had to. Transition lenses in the the full wrap style. I would go get myself a pair of the Oakleys. Yeah, the the wraparounds. Yeah, Yeah. I'm on my my wind boat fishing with my gun Oakleys. Yeah, (laughs) I'm spear fishing. That's right. And I would just Uh. wear them. They do have crossbow fishing. Have you seen that? Excuse me? You've not seen? Yeah, they use crossbows to go fishing. Is there a rope on the end? Yes. Okay. On the back of the arrow. You shoot it in on spools. They might even even have full-on bow fishing, but yeah, that's a thing. What? I mean, how different is that than in like a trident? Yeah. Did people used to fish with tridents? Yeah, I think that's what they were for. Or is that just like a, is that a myth? I think that was what they were for. It's fishy. Yeah. What else would they be for? Just holding. Stabbing. Holding up on the side of a tuna can. Get out of here. Destroying. Yeah. All right. Poking. Uh, Blazers are playing. Damian Lillard is in Portland. The bubble is in Orlando, so they will be playing the Lakers for game five today. The bubble resumes. We'll talk about that after this. Sports interrupting. All right, the bubble is back. After a week that saw the Bucks willing to forfeit their game on Wednesday, the entire NBA decided to shut down for three days. Uh, I do have a list of the 
agreements they made with the league as far as the social justice efforts that they will make to make mm. the world a better place. Uh, mm-hmm. But they, the more important thing for the Blazers is they get to lose to the Lakers tonight. Uh, yeah. And then they can all go home. Yeah, pretty much. I do feel bad for Blazers fans um, that were dumb enough to bet that they were going to beat the Lakers and win the entire championship thing in the bubble that thought for a moment that they could get their money back from their terrible bets that they made because they thought they might cancel this. Yeah. I, uh, I do feel bad for those guys. I mean, I never feel bad for anybody that gambles <laughs> to be quite what? honest. No, never, never, never. Why not? No, be- because you're throwing your money away. <laughs> you're literally just, you're, you're putting your, you're putting your money in Where a paint your mouth can is. in a paint can and just pooping on it. Wait, dropping your drawers, Why would you do that? Dropping your drawers and just defecating over your money if you gamble. But you see, here's my problem with that analogy. Yeah. Is that doesn't lose you the money. It's gone. No, it's not. You're not going to use that buck. My concern is that they do. Mm. This dollar bill smells funny. Eh, whatever. Nobody nobody put it in a paint can and pooped on it. Just put it in the kid's birthday card and hand it to her. <laughs> no? Yeah, uh, I mean... I don't know. I mean, this was all very predictable. I, I I thought it was very predictable even after game one. I mean, you know, we talked about this last week. Yeah. It's just that, you know, they were running on fumes. They were. And you could tell the difference from game one to game two. Now, I said game two, they're definitely going to lose. Um, I think everybody who was even just a Blazer fan kind of assumed that, like, okay, the you know, the Lakers are not this inconsistent. They will, yeah. in fact, win game two. But then when you saw game three that, Portland was pretty much just listless at that point. They just were so drained. They couldn't uh, consistently hit shots. Game, they game three, they played well for, for three quarters, and then they, they yeah. ran out of steam. Game four yeah. was. Well, game four was a toss. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Dude, I, I watched the first quarter, and then I turned it off. Yeah. I literally didn't yep. continue. Um, And, you know, I, I think that one thing to kind of look at going forward here uh, from the bubble is Damian Lillard and not just his knee and not just, Oh, how are we going to remember him in Blazers legacy or blah, 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 whatever. It's more, how did what he do in this bubble league influence other free agents, most specifically veteran free agents who we don't have to spend too much money on that possibly might be chasing a title later in their career to say, you know what? I'm going to do what Melo did. I'm going to go join this team because they look like they got a good culture and they look like they have a real chance. Do you think Melo has seen enough from this team? And I mean, he, he went to Oklahoma city. He went to Houston, had nothing and was kind of booted from Houston to make it even worse. I mean, if he feels like he found a home, do you want what you saw from Melo back in Portland? I mean, I'm fine with it, but I don't have to spend a lot of money. Sure. Now I, uh, I I guess you could say I was wrong about Mello. I I never would say that you were wrong. I like when you say that you were wrong. Well, I know that. I like forcing you into admitting that you were wrong. Here's why I'll say. Here's why I'll say I I was definitely wrong about Carmelo Anthony. But I will also defend and say, who the hell could have seen this coming? He drank the Kool Aid, dude. Yeah. He finally started doing what everybody said he should do. Shut up. Quit complaining about not getting enough touches 
and just play team basketball. And that's, play defense. Yes, that's just what play did. some defense. You are literally not the star player anymore. Yeah. In fact, you haven't been the star player in the last two teams you were with. Well, and, that, and that's the, the thing that a lot of people have pointed to throughout the career of Damian Lillard, of what a great leader he is. Yeah. And... Now you have the the side by side comparison. You can look at well and and give credit to Terry Stotts. It can't be all, all just Damian Lillard. But mm. you go and play for you know uh, Billy Donovan. Was it Billy Donovan that was coaching? Yeah, man, he's been coaching there for like twenty years. <laughs> Feels like. But you had Paul George. You had Russ Westbrook. Didn't work. You go to Mike D'Antoni and James Harden. Chris Paul was there at the t- yeah. Didn't work. And that was his friend. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're banana close. Boat boat, banana boat bros. Yeah. But you go into Portland, Damian Lillard, Terry Stotts, maybe even CJ McCollum, but you give the, the culture of, of the Portland Trailblazers, and maybe it's because he failed in two other stops, and maybe the first stop is Portland, and it's a different story. We're singing a different song. But you you were able to see them get something out of it. So, yeah, you may be right. And if, if he has that influence to bring in those – you know, people like uh, maybe Anthony Tolliver. Oh wait, no. Uh, somebody like Kent Pace. No. Yeah, I'd like that. It will. Be, it will be a very interesting offseason. I made this comment earlier in the week. I can't remember who I was on the show with. Did a couple shows with Isaac, a couple with Cam. But the NBA offseason has been fantastic. The last three or four years, it's been as entertaining as any offseason that you have in professional sports and the amount of player movement and the things that go on, the Blazers team could look very different. They have, you know, some, some guys that will be leaving and they have some, you know, opportunities and, and they have a young core to build around. It'll be interesting to see what the Blazers look like when basketball resumes. It'll be interesting to see when basketball resumes also, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in this off season. Um, I will say 2021 NBA free agents. Um, there are a few on here that I look at and I say that seems kind of reasonable. Okay. What do you got? Uh, one being Gordon Hayward. Ooh. Gordon Hayward will not command a lot of money from the market. I wouldn't expect him to. He's been the fourth best player on that yes. Boston team. And he honestly is. I, I feel like even before he got hurt, when I watched him on the Jazz, I was just kind of like, yes, he's very good, but I, he's a good piece. You know what I like about him? They were playing uh, one of the bubble games. He does not miss free throws in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, it's just flat-out dozen. <laughs> and they're like, well, he's going to make these two. Swish, swish. He's, 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 a good, he's a good piece in Boston where he hasn't, you know, he hasn't demanded anything from that. Yeah. Plus, you know, he's got that mustache. No. That seems like a good Portland fit. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, too, that I know That's people... The, is that the only free agent on your list? Well, I mean, <laughs> after listen. that, well, after that, it's kind of unrealistic. Chris Paul, LeBron Man. James, Kawhi Leonard, Blake Griffin, um, Paul George, uh, Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, DeMar Rosen, um, Otto Porter Jr., okay. possibly, but he's also 28, yeah. and he's still... I think he could still command some money that we sure. probably can't afford him. I mean, Anthony Davis, Andre, Andre Drummond. I, yeah, I mean, there, there are only a few that really you can kind of look at and, you know, compared to their age and the amount of money that they could do. That, Gordon Hayward's the perfect one I look at and I go, I think that you might not 
because maybe the capital gets so slushed, you might not have a huge amount of demand for him, and you might sneak in there and get him. It'd be interesting. There's uh, that list that you just went through is a lot of the top players in the NBA. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many end up in different homes. I wouldn't expect Chris Paul to to be. I would not have expected Chris Paul to end up back in Oklahoma City, but things actually seem to be going pretty well well there yeah i mean it depends on what kind of ambition he has i think that the reason he took this was because um you know well wasn't he traded well well he was but let's just remember um getting traded doesn't mean you really have to play for the team as we have found out in modern nba uh players uh i I think that he will i mean (laughs) jimmy butler (laughs) yeah uh paul george anthony davis sure um but like i i think that You know, I I think that Chris Paul saw the situation he had with the Thunder, and he just said to himself, look, I can make myself look worse than I already do because there is already out there that Chris Paul is somebody very difficult to work with. Well, he forced his way into Los Angeles. He was supposed to be on those Lakers teams, remember? But they said, no, shut up. Yeah. And then he ended up in, yeah. Yeah, I I just think he kind of looked at his you know, his character and just said like, you know what? I should just try this. Yeah. I should be a team player because he could have sulked and he could have played like crap this year and he could have complained of an injury and then just sat out. Sure. I, and yeah, reminds me. All right. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the whole, the whole notion that just cause you got traded, you have no choice. I think in modern NBA personnel that that's just not a thing anymore. You can get traded and then you can throw yeah. a, a tizzy fit and, very true. Yeah. Today's slate of games, uh, Orlando-Milwaukee game five at 1230, um, and that's on ESPN. TNT has Oklahoma City versus Houston, also game five. That's a tied series 2-2. Uh, that game will be played at 330 and then 6 o'clock um, on TNT, Blazers versus Lakers. So that's your slate of games for today. They'll resume tomorrow as well. That's, of course, game five, Blazers on the brink. Uh, good versus evil is next in hour two. We have to talk about the unwritten rules of baseball because Will's been clamoring it for it for a week. Ah, unwritten rules. First, good versus evil next. Sinner and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. The problem is, and what we've talked about before, is I just don't think enough people see what Washington is doing within the doors of their organization as detrimental. I think we're so quick to write it off as like, well, men, you know, you can't put a bunch of naked women at a photo shoot around men and not expect them to want to see naked women. Then don't have a naked photo shoot. That smart lady, Katie Nolan, a new Washington Post investigative piece released this week, reports a member of the Washington football team's management instructed employees to create a video for Dan Snyder of partially nude cheerleaders from a 2008 swimsuit calendar shoot. Also, a former cheerleader said that no force, Snyder suggested that she join his close friend and him in a hotel room. He denies both allegations, and the NFL condemned the behaviors and said they're going to investigate. Should the league convene a boat amongst owners to just oust Dan Snyder at this point? <laughs> yes, they definitely should. Um, 
also, if you investigated every NFL team for mistreating their cheerleaders, I think that there's an expose a couple of years ago that would reveal, oh, yeah, they're pretty terrible to these women that are part of the organization. But Dan Snyder has just made... He's made a laundry list of reasons why he should be ousted. Um, uh, this, just another one of them. You wonder what the straw will be that finally breaks the camel's back. But the only way I see Dan Snyder leaving his post with the Washington football team, the team without a name, because he's so adamant about keeping the Redskins logo there. Uh, that they, they just, do have a name. What's that? They do have a name. The football team. Yes, they're a football team. They are the football team. Yeah. Do you know the story of the last football team to play as the football team? Who's that? Canadian Football uh, League tried to migrate into America and the Baltimore team was called the Colts until the NFL sued them and they lost the Colts moniker so they played as the Baltimore football team. You know what they did in 1996? They won the championship. America! I'm taking taking Washington football team for a thousand, Bob. F yeah! Only way Dan Snyder leaves his job is when he gets uh, ousted by the NFL. So it will happen just a matter of when and how and what the final uh, decision is on that. We have better ideas even though we don't. Remember, this is a group that was largely remaining from the Brian Colangelo era, you know, some of whom you know, competed and interviewed to be the general manager. Uh, but this is an organization, I think, that's really looking internally right now and trying to figure out how do they get out of this place they're at right now, which is underachieving. That's guy who converted his family's garage into a postmodern ri- library filled with books, but uses his space exclusively for watching porn, Adrian Wojnarowski. The Philadelphia 76ers fired coach head, head coach Brett Brown Monday. His dismissal comes after seven seasons, three of which were part of the deliberate process of losing dubbed The Process. He was able to survive quite a lot, including a 10-72 and 72 season, uh, conversing with Ben Simmons on a regular basis, and Joel Embiid. But... It just wasn't enough to keep one of probably the most undesirable jobs in the NBA. Who would fit well in Philly? Um, I don't know because the biggest problem uh, that you have in the NBA is that, oh, you're on a very short leash to get fired. And most of your job well, apparently is apparently not. And most of your job is babysitting stars. So you've got two of the more, um, oh, I don't know, uh, toxic relationships in the NBA between two stars, and you're in Philadelphia where, uh, oh, the fans will turn on you in a second uh, immediately. So, yeah, I don't think that job is very desirable, so who would want it? (laughs) I don't know. Who's the best fit for it? Phil Jackson? I literally was thinking the same thing. 15 years ago? Oh, I was thinking now. (laughs) I'm just saying if you look at the data, for me personally at this age group of 18 to 24-year-old males, um, if they were to catch it, you can see the percentages and, and the way it, it favors, you know, that it's more than likely going to be asymptomatic. So I don't, I, don't, um, I don't take this lightly, but at the same time, I'm not going to bed worrying every moment uh, about what could happen. They're in good hands, and I'm trusting uh, Dabo and his staff and, and those trainers. That was Kurt Herbstreit. Quick question. Under or over three lacrosse sticks, in Herb Street's 2019 decked out black Chevy Tahoe. Uh, over. You think more than three lacrosse sticks are in there? Yeah, he's got kids. These kids are all probably lacrosse age. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's obvious Yeah, somebody in that family's playing lacrosse. There's no question about it. Okay, the college football playoff selection committee affirmed Monday there will, in fact, be a college football championship playoff, even without the Big Ten and Pac-12. Some say it really doesn't matter because you just need one team really to replace Ohio State. Two-part question. Does this make... 
this already pathetic reputation of the Pac-12 even worse, and true or false, the college football playoff will include three SEC schools. Oh, um, it'll include Clemson, which is an ACC school, and it'll include a Big 12 school. So, no, I think that you'll probably have Oklahoma in there somehow or uh, a representative uh, from the Big 12 somehow. But maybe not. You could have three SEC teams. But I will I will hedge my bet and say two SEC teams, one Big 12, one ACC. But we also uh, have news that the Big 10 is thinking of starting as early as Thanksgiving which, of course, will make the Pac-12 look even worse. So, yes, Pac-12 is the worst-looking conference right now for football um, because they had to make an absolute proclamation as soon as possible, which, for them, wasn't the first decision. It was right after the Big Ten. They're like, oh, well, we're going to follow suit, assuming everybody else would. But they made a decision too early, and they're not going to stop and wait, and I feel like they're going to be too stupid to uh, go back on their decision because Larry Scott doesn't want to look wrong. And they also... Remember when they decided not to get a TV partner for their television network? Yeah, I recall something. Yeah, they just fired 15 people and furloughed another 79 people, getting rid of their entire digital staff. So if you want to tweet at the Pac-12 network and tell them that they're stupid, it will have an auto response because none of their digital people work there anymore. That was reported yesterday. Uh, Pac-12, terrible. Pac-12, terrible. Looks terrible. Those players are definitely getting coronavirus. Uh, All the Pac-12 players? No, no, like... SEC. Oh, yeah. Like, well, really fast. Well, here's here's the question is, how good is the player that gets it, and how important is he next week, and do we really have to report this? I mean, it doesn't matter because then eventually they're going to be like, you know what? Half capacity. Let's get everybody in here. I'll tell you what. Let's get some coffin. Get some coughing or coffins? Coffin. Sounds like you're I'll saying. I'll let you determine that one. Ooh, Ooh. That was, yeah. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one's from Montana. Your headline, poop-soaked phone rescued from National Forest Toilet. That's right. I'll get a new phone, thanks. Sanitation workers cleaning out a vault toilet. I guess that's a thing. And Flathead National Forest in Montana said they found a, quote, poop-soaked phone at the bottom of the toilet tank. Yep. And were shocked to discover it works. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Cow, uh, A1 Sanitation, said he and his team were cleaning out the tank at the vault toilet near Holland Lake when he spotted an iPhone 11 Pro at the bottom. I'll tell you what, oh, yeah. if I'm Apple, I'm making this into a commercial. Sure. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. So did they figure out who, did it get back to the owner and does he want it? Uh, let's see. Or she, uh, could be a she. The men said they were unable to get any information from the phone because the screen was locked. Ah, so, yeah. well, so hey, I really know they weren't. Well, hey, if you're listening and you're in Montana in the National Forest and you dropped your iPhone 11 Pro, guess what? It's still working. Call Montana. I assume everybody knows everybody. Just call, pick a, pick a random phone number in Montana. How long before you connect to these people? Do you, can you think of a worse minor inconvenience? So vault toilet, you seem to be confused about what those are. I don't know what a vault toilet is. It's basically a built-in outhouse, so instead of being like a porta potty that you would actually move, they just dig a big hole, seal it in with either concrete or some other, you know, uh, won't leak into the... Uh, a poo fortress. A poo fortress protects the, the poo water from the lake. Right. And then they go out and they pump them out, and then they basically build an outhouse around it. Nice. So I will tell you a story that was passed on, uh, you know, from my father... Um, out at Trout Lake, they have one of these vault toilets. And what they do is if you're going to b- dig the big hole and yeah. seal in the poo, nice. well, you can make multiple toilets that sit over it, right? 
Yes. Answer is yes. Yeah. So uh, a friend of his who was a giant man and his brother who is not a giant man, giant man in one of the toilets going poo. Yeah. His brother goes into the one that sits back to back with it. So imagine you're sitting there right behind you. There's a wall behind that wall. There could be another person sitting with their back. Two holes, one vault. Younger brother, littler brother, grabs a stick, puts it in the other toilet, reaches under, tickles his bum bum <laughs> while he's pooping, which leads to giant man jumping up, pants around his ankles, running through the door and out into the forest where ev- all the other people at the party are just hanging out waiting for him to come running out because everybody knew it was up. And there he is just naked, dangling, going, something grabbed me. And that's not weird. I, that would be more inconvenient when you're pooping than dropping your phone, though, wouldn't it? Is uh, thinking no. something, thinking something. I'm from, fine with that. You're fine with that? Ah, whatever. Ah, good one. What, what are people going to say about what's good one, underneath? No, I'm just saying. The, oh, my gosh. The, ha, ha, look at how small it is. The moment of terror when you think something is reaching up to from the depth. That, yeah, I that, will take that. You'll take the moment of like terror. A snake coming out of the toilet is yeah. like the worst fear. And yeah. it ended up not being that. Yes, <laughs> okay. I will yeah. take that okay. over dropping my phone <laughs> in a cesspool of crap. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that. Uh, all right. There's literally no other minor inconvenience <laughs> worse than dropping your phone in the toilet with crap. Well, the other thing is, uh, they were in the national park in Montana, and that was like trip. Of, maybe maybe this is a trip of a lifetime. And he got all of those spectacular photos. He woke oh. up for the sunrise. Ooh. They stayed up for the sunset. They caught that big fish in the stream. All those photos, gone. Me and my brothers did that too. Last hiking story. Hiked all the way into this beautiful thing. Got these pictures of these elk up on Mount St. Helens. You're eating into hour two. I know. Got into the <laughs> got to the lake we were going to. We This was before iPhones and cell phones had cameras. We had a disposable camera with us. Uh, my brother dropped it in the lake. Uh, we had beautiful photos. Heard of elk like 35 yards from us just sitting there being majestic <laughs> over the uh, vast expanse of the, you know, explosion zone of Mount St. Helens. Yeah, those pictures. Gone. Gone. In the lake. Uh, hour two. We've got unwritten rules of baseball. We do have to mm-hmm. talk about the Big Ten trying to get back for Thanksgiving. Uh, I think Jen wants to talk about the Kraken. No. Yeah, you do. Not really. You love the Kraken. No, I like the, uh, yeah. No. You can say it right here you like their logo, and then we don't have to talk about an hour, too. I'm already mm-hmm. cutting into I, his, I like an eyeball in the logo. There, that's, we're done with that. We don't all, have to talk about the Kraken anymore. Mm-hmm. Hour two, Center and Saint next. 1080 mm-hmm. The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.